Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Thursday morning. Appreciate you all for tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions. And uh, hope everybody has had a great week thus far. I know a lot of people are off tomorrow for Good Friday and the weekend, so many will have a long three-day weekend, and there will be quite a few who do not. But uh, either way, it is a wonderful uh, time of the year, uh, Resurrection Sunday coming up, and reminded of what Christ done for us, and uh, just uh, puts a smile on your face to know what uh, Jesus did for us uh, so that we could have eternal life and uh, to spare us from the ravages of sin and death and uh, spared us from uh, an eternal uh, place in hell. So it's just another way to put it. But uh, so praise God for his love and redemption. Let's see all we have this morning. Let's see here. We got Tracy Little, Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Austin Hall. Uh, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, and uh, Miss Mousy, we will be praying for your sister. Sorry, she's having to go through that. Mike's Mr. Mike Hisley. Uh, let's see here, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Terry Hutchinson. So appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in. All right, at this time, let us do our pledge of allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All righty. Wonderful pledges we get to see, say every morning. And I hope that you'll never take them for granted. You appreciate the freedom that we have uh, to be able to say these pledges each and every morning. And... Um, of course, I guess that brings us to Mad Matt's news and comment, huh? You know, it is, uh, we do need to take, uh, make sure that we do appreciate what we have and the ability to be able to say these wonderful pledges in the morning, as I was saying. And, uh, you know, we're seeing this attack on our Second Amendment, uh, and uh, it is no uh, secret uh, that those from the uh, liberal left uh, want to rewrite the Constitution and they want to amend certain things that they do not like. And that, my friends, becomes a very dangerous, slippery slope in regards to our freedom and what our forefathers, our very wise forefathers, had set into place. And when they start monkeying around with things like that, uh, that's when we're going to see some uh, you know, really get into communistic uh, type of attitudes, behaviors, and laws that will be put into place. And, of course, you know, you can't, uh, you know, the news dominating Headlines right now is this individual who uh, threw the smoke bomb in the subway in New York and decided to start shooting. And uh, it's amazing how uh, a lot of liberal news medias uh, will uh, a little silent on the fact this guy was a, a black radical. Uh, you know, he, he was not only, you know, you, you talk about white supremacy. This guy was the antithesis to that, the, the direct opposite of that in, uh, in black supremacy. And, uh, you know, it, just because someone is of color uh, does not negate them 
from racist attitudes. And but then again, we're all of color. If we were not of color, we'd be transparent. You know, it's like what a comedian said. You know, he said, "Look at the uh, transparent people who move next door." He said, "I can see right through them." You know, but you see what I'm saying is that you know we all have color. We all have pigmentation. Uh, the varying degrees of that pigmentation is irrelevant. The fact that what matters is is the heart. And uh, and that's why God's word says, man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. That's what is uh, important. And I watched a video, the Hodge twins, uh, if you're familiar with who they are, they uh, put out a video, it was on Instagram, of this uh, black radical uh, that they just arrested. And of course, the man's mentally ill, but the things that he was saying, uh, disparaging things in regards to Jesus, the Bible, uh, things of the like, uh, particularly in regards to white people. And uh, uh, he's uh, the man's off his rocker, obviously. But this is not a Second Amendment thing. And even though we see horrible things, just like they had on the news this morning, a woman uh, horribly, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking, uh, her little girl uh, was tragically shot uh, on and killed on Valentine's Day of all days. A man decided to shoot into a car. Yes, uh, it's, it is horrible. It's heart-wrenching. It's heartbreaking to see the tears in this woman's eyes. And, and as a parent, it really hits home. But is the gun the issue? No, as I was talking about yesterday, it's, it's not the gun issue, it's the heart issue, it's the evil that, re, that resides. And you get rid of a gun, people are going to use knives. You get rid of knives, they're going to use a rock. I mean, whatever it is, the evil is going to still exist. And the only way to overcome or prevail over that evil is Jesus Christ. And that's why, t- why we are on a mission to touch the hearts and minds of those in the world so they will come to know the love of Christ. And that's the only thing that's going to happen. That's why, you know, we see horrible, terrible things this world because of sin. The horrible, terrible things we see is is a pale reflection of the abhorrence of what Christ sees in our spiritual lives and as, as our sins are disgusting and repulsive to him. And uh, so that's what we're kind of seeing, that ramifications. But these present sufferings are just that they are temporary. These present things we're seeing are only temporary. One day we'll get to see and be able to have the fulfillment of what Christ has promised us, that hope to be able to spend all of eternity in heaven. So these things are horrible. These things are tragic. And uh, we need to pray for our nation. We need to pray uh, for this country, uh, our na- its leaders. Uh, we need to pray like never before uh, because what we're seeing is only going to continue to snowball and escalate to get worse as long as Christ tarries. And that's why we need to stand up as men and women of, and, and the children of God that we are for what is right and stand against those things that are wrong. You know, it's, it's amazing how uh, those on the liberal left can uh, remove Title 42, we're looking at a mass invasion of immigrants. Uh, there seems to be no concern with COVID there, but yet they've extended the mask mandate on airlines. It shows the lunacy and the uh, schizophrenia uh, within a liberal mindset when the air filtration system within an airplane is far superior than, than anything you could wear in your face as a mask, and no one has ever gotten COVID on an airplane. So, I mean, it, it is, uh, it's, it's the lunacy that we're seeing. But outside of God, the further you get away from God, the more insane the mentality and thinking that people have. So there's my my news and comment, if you will. Now let us uh, look at our verse of discussion this morning at Psalm 139, 17. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. And again, that's Psalm 139, 17. All right, my friends. We look at this verse. Of course, uh, we're looking at, uh, at David here. And, uh, and what David is doing, he's reflecting on uh, God's 
intimate understanding of who he is. And uh, he's treasuring uh, the thoughts of what God is doing for him and about him. And it is reflective of what we need to be doing as Christians and understanding, particularly in worship. That's one of the things that I uh, posted this morning. That when you come to God and worship, now I know when you hear the word worship, you, you, I think it's a lot of times people tend to automatically gravitate uh, towards uh, uh, and song and singing. But uh, when we're looking at worship, it's beyond using your, your vocal cords and praise. Uh, worship is what you do with you and God. Understanding your, that you need to humble yourself before God Almighty. Worship is when you're engaging uh, with the pastor, when you're engaging that time alone with God in prayer and Bible study. Uh, it is that type of worship, humbling yourself, understanding that God always has you on his mind. You know, you think that, you know, gosh, in a world of, of you know, billion people or whatever, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know the exact number of people on this earth, uh, but um, I'm sure you could Google it. You could find out exactly a, a good roundabout figure. But the fact, you know, you may think, well, with all the things going on, why would God think about me? But God does. That's why he is all-knowing. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. He knows everything, and he's everywhere. And God does have you on his mind. You know, it is... Um, I like what this says here. It says, It is inconceivable to the human mind that our Creator would think so often and deeply about each of His children. But it is true. We are constantly on His mind. He has plans for us, and He cares for us. He created and controls the universe, but He condescends to think about us. We may fall sick or face a job loss or financial crisis, but God's thoughts are upon us to carry us through the nearing situation. If we want to learn what God's thoughts are for us, we can read his word. There we will discover his love for us, what he has promised to do for us, and what he wants us to do for him. What a wonderful thing to know that. Hello, Debbie jackson Sop and Carolyn Kelly. Appreciate you tuning in. But, you know, we may, we're going to face trials and tribulations. But it's, it's great to know that our God is mighty and wonderful and that, uh, that he has a plan for us. You know, it's, uh, I've said this before, you know, it's, you know, oftentimes throughout my life, I was like, like, Lord, what do you want me to do? What, what is the direction you want me to go in? You know, and I've always, you know, unfortunately, I've jumped the gun a lot of times in my life and not really waited on the Lord like I'm supposed to and, and royally have screwed up. And so now it makes me gun shy in making decisions because I want to make so sure that it is from God because I, I, well, I don't want to, to step in the wrong direction and screw up once again. And uh, I seem like I'm, uh, in fact, uh, uh, I might, might as well just have a T-shirt that says screw up on it. <laughs> because of all the stupid things I've done in my life. But that's why I try to really spend time in prayer. Lord, what is your direction? You have a plan. How do I fit into that plan? And that may be something you might need to ask yourself when you're going to God in worship, to really seek him out daily, to know, to have him on the forefront of your mind, thinking of his will, putting away selfishness, putting away pride, putting away lust, putting away these things and desires that the world uh, wants to hold to and desiring the things of Jesus Christ to be selfless and to seek him out. And that's why we have to, you know, in order to understand his mind, understand who God is, that's why we have to spend that time in the Word. That's why it's vitally important. That's why I put on the on social media on how to read the Bible in a year so you can stay consistent, so you can stay uh, right, right with it. And if you, for him, for, you know, 
things get crazy. Sometimes you may skip a day. But with the Read the Bible in the Year, you can go back and catch up with what you missed and then read through to today. And uh, Or if you're like me and you're not, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, you're not paying attention, and you read the, the verses that you read the day before, and you're sitting there right in the middle of them thinking, wait a minute, didn't I just read this yesterday? <laughs> I have to go back and reread, you know, start over again and read uh, today's. I've done that numerous times. But, um, you know, but that's, you know, we need to make sure that we are searching him out and figuring out what his plan is for us. And that's why we need to pray for that discernment. That's why we need to pray to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. And, you know, I, and it's hard. It's difficult. You know, when you're trying to search out God, it is not easy. You know, I would give anything in the world, you know, when trying to make particularly major decisions. If God would just part to heavens and say with a voice, Matt, here is what I want you to do, you know, and that would be, oh my gosh, wouldn't that not be nice? Would that not be so much simpler, so much easier? But I guess that's, you know, that's where faith comes in, you know, and that's where we have to depend upon God and have faith and trust in him and really know if something is his will or not. You know, and I've told you before, this is something Dad has said many times, is, you know, how do we do we know that something is God's will? Does it stay on your mind? Do you have a peace about it? Uh, is it biblical? You know, those are uh, three uh, areas that we can look at that, uh, you know, uh, if, if we're in the right direction, you know, it's not always a, a perfect way to, to approach things, but it's a good direction to go in. You know, you may you may be something you want to do, and but you don't really have a piece about it. So maybe you need to pray about it a little more. Maybe something you want to do, you have a piece about it, uh, and it's staying on your mind. But it's not necessarily biblical, but it's not really unbiblical. So then you're like, okay, so where do I fall in that category? You know, and so you know, it's it's not an easy thing, an easy process trying to seek out the Lord daily and what His will is for our lives and His plan that He has for us. And that's why it's important that we spend crucial time. Because remember, the reason why we're on this world is not to amass a fortune, is not to work ourselves silly. You know, it's a shame that we have to work for so many years, and then when you retire, the average lifespan after retirement is not that long. You know, you may, you know, if a person lives to be seventy or eighty, you don't retire to your sixty-five or seventy. You know, and you've only got a few years before you know you you croak you know i know that's not something nobody wants to think about or hear and uh but it's a sad fact you know you work all that time and you only have a few years to really enjoy life that's why you need to to grasp the the bull by the horns now as we speak and enjoy life now, i'm not saying to quit your jobs or don't pay your bills and just live uh, the life of riley or you know live like uh, joe biden's son and just um, hang out wherever you want to and and uh, and flaunt in the face of uh, those that you broke the law and well, anyway don't get me started on that but <laughs> You get my point. We have responsibilities. You know, we have to pay our bills and we have things we have to do. We have to honor God in those areas of our life. But we need to make sure that we're not, that's all we're focusing on, that we're uh, to make sure that we're focusing on the right things. We're focusing on what God wants us to do, and that's what's important. And in this day and age, it's, it's very easy to be materialistic. It's very easy to, you know, to, to compete with the Joneses, if you will, and, uh, you know, say, well, gosh, you know, he's got the new, uh, I don't know what's popular right now, the, the Jeep Wranglers or trucks or, well, I don't know. It amazes me, and I'll change the subject, it amazes me how people have will have trucks from 1989 or something, piles of doo-doo, and they want like $10,000 for this stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, am I missing something? I just like they had somebody on Marketplace had a house on there the other day or yesterday this place was a shack, all right? And they wanted $100,000 for this place. And I'm thinking, 
I, I don't know what's going on in this world. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, I digress. Uh, but the fact is that we need to make sure and that we're seeing out the Lord and what his plan is for your life. And that we're really drew, genuinely and truly going to God in worship every day. That you are, you know, I don't know about you, but when I think about going to God in worship, it, I realize how small that I am. And, uh, I, I, you know, you talk about, you know, when God would ever reveal himself in some way, uh, and you always see how those in the Bible, they would fall flat on their face because they knew immediately how unworthy that they are. And that's the way I feel every time I go before God in worship and prayer is I feel like, you know, spiritually I'm falling on my face at the feet of God because I know I am not worthy. I am not worthy to touch his sandal strap i am not worthy to mention his name you know and it, it just i feel so humbled when i go before god in prayer and i hope that you approach it in that same manner i think some people have a sense of pride and they, they have reached a level of spirituality where humility is no longer necessary but what does god's word says he draws close to the humble all right apparently my siri decided to go off here uh but he draws close to the humble one moment <laughs> I don't know how to get this off of here. Go away. All right. Anyway, <laughs> apologize. Technology, you know, it's great when it, when it works. Uh, but make sure that you're approaching it in that kind of situation, you know. And, uh, and I'm not saying that to say that I'm super spiritual and I am pride-free and, and I'm always humble. No, man, I, I, those are areas I have to pray about. Those are areas I have to get before God. And my pride and my selfishness and self-centeredness, I have to give that over to God daily. I have, it's, it's a daily journey. It's a walk. Uh, it's a relationship that we have to work on each and every day. It's hard. It's tough. It's not easy. And, uh, you know, sometimes you feel too tired to read your Bible or too tired to pray or you got things to do. But that's what the devil wants. And that's what we have to make sure we make and set aside the appropriate time. And you can do it. I don't care how busy you are. Don't tell me you can't because time management is something you may have to work on. Trust me, I know. And I, and I don't say this to, to flaunt my education, my no stress imagination, but when I was doing my doctoral studies, this is no lie. I would have books literally this high to have to study. I mean, you, you could ask my family. I mean, in a semester, you wouldn't believe the amount of books. And the only way I could get through this and the time frame that was allotted to me was to see how many chapters, how many pages were in each book, the amount of time that I had to read those things and had to divide that up so that I would only read so much of this book, read so much of this book, read so much of this book every day till I got through it. And it was, uh, in fact, when I got done with my studies, uh, I felt like you know, uh, it was weird. It still feels weird. I feel like I need to constantly be doing something because it was almost like 24 hours a day, man. I was, I was in particular, I was doing my doctoral thesis. It was just a madhouse, you know, and it felt weird to not have that on me all the time. But that's why I'm saying if I can do that and I'm a person that was never a fan of studying, I know that you can make the appropriate time for the Lord and spend that time with him each and every day. And it's crucial and it's important to your relationship with him. So make sure that you are coming to him in that worship. Make sure you have the right attitudes about worship and make sure you're seeking him out. I think a lot of times people are, want to, to uh, it's all about them and trying to bend God's will to their own or what they want. Make sure that you are submitting to God and seeking out what he wants for your life and you're seeking him out daily. And when you do that, that's, I think, when spiritual growth can really start and begin. Good morning, Angel Dixon. So at this time, let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. 
Lord, thank you so much for this day. Lord, help us to understand and to have the right attitudes in regards to our worship. Help us to have the right attitudes in seeking you out daily. Lord, let us serve you well, and Lord, let us do what is right in your eyes. And Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ watching this morning. Watch over, guide, and protect them. Lord, be with my, uh, our, all of our children uh, that uh, go to school and work or play. You watch over, protect them, keep them safe and well. Lord, I pray you be with Miss Mousy's sister. And Lord, help her if she's going through this journey and battling cancer. You give her strength, give her comfort, bring about healing. Uh, Lord, watch over her and her family. Lord, I do pray that uh, you be with Tony Peters and Ron Thompson and uh, so many others, Lord Jesus, that I said I would pray for each and every day. Lord, be with us. God, to protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, my friends. I, re- re- I can't talk. Remember uh, that I will not be doing a devotion in the morning, at, uh, or a live devotion, rather. I'll be doing my personal ones. But uh, it's Good Friday. Uh, got, we got a lot going on. I got to take care of the church in the morning. Uh, don't forget, we got uh, communion tomorrow evening at 7 p.m., so be sure and come on out and join us if you're able. And then Saturday, uh, 11 a.m., Blessing the Box at Wrecking Crew, 12 p.m. at John Awanda's. WJ's there on the Bristol Highway, uh, right down from Wrecking Crew at 12 p.m. Another Blessing of the Box, 12 o'clock, set up at Freedom Hall Civic Center. And then Sunday morning, 6.45 a.m. at the fountain there in front of the church, we'll be doing our Easter sunrise service. And then at 10.45 a.m. We'll have our annual Easter presentation there at Freedom Hall Civic Center. So I hope that you all will come out and join us. Got a lot going on this weekend. And oh, don't forget our Easter egg hunt at 1 o'clock for ages 3 to 10. And we're going to be doing face painting and have a lot of good times and fun there with the kids. So hope everybody has a good day, a wonderful day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.